I remember a significant incident that happened to me on the first day of seventh grade. Social studies was my first period of the day, which annoyed me because it was too early to have to listen about history. At least I would get this class over with and out of the way. After leaving class, I saw her. This black girl with silver hoop earrings and long hair. She wore a red mini skirt and a white tape top with a infamous elephant logo. She walked past me on her way between classes. The day went on, then I finally made it to my favorite class, math. I was excited. I came to class and there she was. I was excited not only because she was in my class, but because her desk was next to mine. My assigned seat was, was next to her. I thought it was destiny. I sat down next to her, silent. I wanted to say hello, speak to her. In my head, I remembered what my dad would always say, when you see a young lady, just be confident, introduce yourself. So I finally summoned the courage to say something to her. She was reading a magazine she had brought with her. I turned to my right and I leaned over the desk and I said, hey, I saw you earlier today and I just wanted to say, I think you are the prettiest girl here at the school. I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Avon. What is yours? I did it. I finally did it. I made the first move. Once again, silence. She looked at me with her big brown eyes as I was envisioning our future together, even though I had yet to receive a response from her. Then she spoke, Avon? What kind of name is that? And did I even ask for your name? She scoffed at me, rolled her eyes, and went back to reading her magazine. My heart was crushed. I was so embarrassed. Incidents like this can make a person develop a fear of rejection. Welcome to the Paradigm Switch, where we discuss issues that young believers in Christ face, and using our testimonies, failures, and struggles, along with scriptures from the Bible, we hope to give encouragement and solutions for these problems. I'm Alex. I'm Avon. Our world is changing, and each day it seems things are getting darker, but God's will for His children is to live as champions, not as those who are defeated. The Bible teaches, as someone thinks within himself, so is he. So being equipped with a proper mindset is critical. Therefore, we have to switch our thinking from our way to God's way. And on that note, join us in our discussion. Hello, welcome to the Paradigm Switch. And I'm your host, Avon, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex, and we are talking about fear rejection. We are continuing our series on the theme of fear and how to handle different fears in our lives. And today we're focusing on rejection. And as you can reference from our beginning story that... It's something comical, but it is an incident that if taken to heart, it can develop a serious problem where a person can have rejection issues where they're not confident in themselves and they fear encountering other people and they fear as if they're lacking something. So I feel as though that I feel as though that this is an important topic that we should talk about. So when you hear the fear of rejection, what does that mean to you, Alex? It is being unwanted. It mm-hmm. is being not good enough. So when I hear rejection, I feel as though that it's something within me that's unacceptable. Yeah. I feel that it's a, it's that someone is saying that I'm not good enough. So these are the kind of things that come to my mind when someone when I hear rejection. Now, what are the things that we get rejected for? Well, we can get rejected for a job. Mm-hmm. We can get rejected for a relationship. Mm-hmm. We can get rejected uh, 
Okay, those are the two that come to mind. Okay. When I when what things I think about when someone says that they're being rejected or the things they get rejected for, I think about like physical appearance, physical appearance that you're not good enough. You know, oh, someone might say it. you're not tall enough. You know, you might have I don't like the 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 type of um, hair that you have. You know, I like curly hair, but you have um, straight hair, or you might have vice versa, or they might want someone that has a beard, but you don't have a beard, or whatever the physical things you might be lacking. I feel like that's a way people get rejected, and then sometimes people get rejected out of a lack of character quality, in the sense that someone might not think you're smart enough, someone might not think you're cool enough, or whatever. whatever athletic in, enough. Athletic enough. You know, yeah. you're not good in sports. I wasn't good at sports growing up, so I know how that feels of being the last person picked. Um, at the baseball or for kickball and stuff. And these are little things that I think build up over time to make a person lose their confidence within themselves. But God wants the believer to have a confidence within themselves where they don't have this fear of being rejected. So I, we just want to talk about the kind of rejections that are out there. And I think there's two kind of rejections that are major in life. I think there is a rejection of man and a rejection of God. What do you I, think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that covers it very well. Mm -hmm. on, on In the world... You know, there's rejection by man, and then spiritually, we fear rejection by God sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I think the easier topic, because I feel like we can do like a whole five-part series on, you know, kind of like the fear of a rejection of God. We'll talk about it a little bit, but we won't go into too much detail. But let's talk about kind of like the fear of rejection of man. Um, the kind of but Before we do that, we should define what rejection True, let's is. do that. Um, the definition for rejection is to refuse and discard as not wanted. I like that part. To refuse and discard as not wanted, unsatisfactory, or not f fulfilling requirements. So Very negative connotations. Yes, it's very dark stuff, you know, to say that people refused you, you were discarded because they didn't want you, or that you didn't meet the satisfactory or the fulfilling requirements. So let's talk about it in the subcategory of the rejection of man. This kind of fear can come from many different relationships. It can come from your family, your friends. Significant uh, other. A significant other that you're trying to speak to, like I did in the seventh grade, and to have it rejected, you know, I remember that incident so vividly that I got rejected and she laughed at me and stuff. And so it ruined my confidence to try again. I, yeah, I understand. So people can get rejected, like you said, people can get rejected from jobs that they've been rejected from so many jobs that it affects their confidence to think that they're not smart enough, that they can't. They can't strive for those big paying jobs or those high paying, you know, high paying positions as a manager or a supervisor or as a director because they've been rejected before. But God wants us to walk in confidence and to believe the best because God doesn't reject us. Yeah. So you talked about being rejected by a girl and I, that's happened to me. Actually, that is probably one of the biggest events that has ever happened to me mm -hmm. in my life being rejected by a, by a female. Yeah. Um, okay, so this happened a few years ago before I became a believer. And essentially, there had been this one girl who I had started out friends with, and I knew that she you know, was interested in somebody else at the time, and I thought, okay, I'd just be friends with her. Unfortunately, it turned out that I really liked her. Uh, I developed feelings for her, a lot of uh, very deep feelings for her. Yeah. And then... We became very close as time went on. I mean, she would talk to me every day. We would hang out. She would tell me all these things she never told anybody else. I can even remember when she told me that she trusted me more than anybody else in the world. Whether I, uh, well, let's just say my feelings were very deep indeed. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted things to work out between the two of us. But what I should have realized at the time is that she was going to be, you know, having 
feelings with another person and all the while using or leaning on me for all this emotional support is probably not a good thing to be mm -hmm. trying to pursue. Sadly, I didn't realize that at the time. And so when she finally, you know, uh, moved on from this other person mm -hmm. and I was, uh, you know, ready to uh, take the next step in our, our relationship, I found her with somebody else on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I had such deep feelings for this, this person, this female, that that was the most crushing thing to ever happen to me in my life up until that point. And mm -hmm. arguably that still probably is the most crushing thing to have ever happened to me. Um, it is what precipitated, it, it caused anger, it caused uh, sadness, it caused depression and mm -hmm. all this. Fortunately, this also led to me becoming a believer. We can talk about that some other time. But uh, rejection is just very hard. It's very hard. And so that's uh, rejection from a person. I've also been rejected from jobs, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of jobs. Um, so I was graduating from school about a year ago, and I was, you know, I must have put in, you know, close to 100 job applications. It was like, you know, all these job applications per day, and I kept getting the, we are going to go another direction, another direction emails, um, and mm -hmm. they just kept piling up dozens of them. And so, you know, it's hard. It's like, I know that I know what to do. I know, you know, I'm applying for jobs that I know that I can handle and I have the skill set for. Uh, and it was very difficult. Mm -hmm. Of course, in both of these situations, God has a plan, mm -hmm. even if you don't realize that at the time. So I want to touch back on what you said about um, there was another person that was involved in the factor, like the other, <sighs> yes. the other man, the, the other, other man, man. Was, the other man that was there. When you have a situation like that where um, where you have someone who, because you haven't dealt with the fact of feeling rejected, like in the situation that we had with a significant other, we felt rejected in thinking that we were unacceptable, that we weren't good. And so it's easy to become jealous of the person that they do like yeah. in that kind of yeah, romantic yeah, situation yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can get. And this can be applied in any situation, whether you're on the job and you're going for a promotion and they yep. reject you and they take the other person. It's easy to become jealous and then have negative emotions towards that person who was the acceptable one. And yes. the the incident I was thinking about was um, Cain and Abel. Uh, yes. It was that one brother was accepted and the other brother was not accepted. And so the brother that wasn't accepted took his rage and anger of feeling rejected and went against the, and killed, actually killed him, killed the other brother that was acceptable. So if the rejection feelings are not checked, it could lead to deeper and darker things. Like you said, it can lead to so many bad places. Uh, but we are talking about the fear of rejection because there is a difference. So we can talk about how to deal with rejections. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about fears of rejection because mm -hmm. fear of rejections, that's crippling. Mm -hmm. Like if you go through a rejection enough times, you, as you say, you start having bad self-esteem. You think that I am accept unacceptable. I am unworthy of this. Mm -hmm. I am bad or whatever. I'm defective in some way. That's what I thought. I was defective. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so you, if you do deal with all of this, what happens, at least in my case later, it took you know, a long time to get over all of that. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, I don't even want to put myself out there anymore mm -hmm. because I'm afraid because I don't want to go back down this road again. So mm -hmm. it's better to just not risk anything than it is uh, to, to step out and try. And that's crippling because mm -hmm. it, it can cause you to, you know, turn away from maybe God's 
what he's wanting you to do, you can lose out on all these opportunities that are going to be really good if you just sit there and say, I, I just need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to risk you know, feeling bad anymore. Yeah. And so having, the, like you said, those feelings of I am rejected, one of the ways that always helped me when dealing with feeling the rejection from man is to always remember who was my creator. And one of my favorite verses is from Revelations 4.11 that says, You are worthy, O Lord, um, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. And so that always encouraged me when I was going through like um, high school and college where I didn't fit in with a certain group of people. or, or I, still, I still look to the scripture now when I feel insecure when I'm in a new group of people in a situation. Because uh, it's easy to feel like me. Because sometimes I know I struggle with feeling like I'm boring. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm boring, and it's easy for people to reject me because I'm boring. And I've been told by people I'm boring, and so well, that wasn't very nice of me. Yeah, it's not nice, but you know, it's 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 important that when you feel when you have those instances of being rejected, to go to the word. At least for me, this is what I do. I go to the word to remind me that I do have value and I do have uh, purpose in my life. Um, and I think people bury their feelings of fear of being rejected so because they avoid like going to different social outings or they avoid relationships or getting close to people. And even at the church, they were one of those people who come to church and they just simply come, sit down, hear the message and they're gone. They want, don't want to build relationships with their brothers and sisters. They don't want to um, get to know anybody. And the same thing about having romantic relationships or even like I said before, stepping out and trying something new, um, like going for a new job or yeah. a new business or something like that so it's easy to let that fear of being rejected come upon you but it's important to know to look up these scriptures that remind you that you have purpose and that god created you the way you are as boring as i might be god created me the way i am i'm not really boring i just live a very simple life and to take that a step further god created us in his own image Mm -hmm. so how can we sit there and say defective unacceptable Mm -hmm. so this isn't dealing with fears of rejection towards for towards men but there's another fear of rejection that i feel like people deal with is they feel like there is a rejection from god now why would a person might think that they're rejected from god i think this can come about if you find yourself in a bad situation Mm -hmm. and nothing improves for a long time and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like it's ending it's one bad thing after another maybe deaths in the family Mm -hmm. getting fired from work not having uh having to pay bills that you can't afford to anymore because you don't have any income Mm -hmm. Uh, it can be uh, oh, destructive relationships. Like I got dumped. I uh, I got cheated on. Mm-hmm. So basically, you think sometimes when people have something bad going on, they feel like God's rejected them, or they're mad, or like when enough of this builds up mm-hmm. over time, and not it's not changing. Okay, I think people can start to think God has abandoned me. God has rejected me. Mm-hmm. I'm not out here on my own, and all this stuff is happening mm-hmm. now, and nobody cares. See, for me, I feel like people fear. Uh, like God rejects them um, because they feel they feel like as if they need to be perfect. Okay. They feel like they need to be perfect for God to accept them. And ever since Adam and Eve took that first bite from that fruit, God already knew it was perfection was just not going to happen. A preacher said this before. He said that there has never been one person qualified to work for God, but God still uses them anyway. That's a very profound statement. There has never been one person qualified to work for God outside of Jesus. There has never been one person qualified to work for God, but God works with them anyway. So I think one way to deal with the fear, feeling that they're rejected from God is to understand that God does not expect you to be purpose. I mean, to be perfect. 
So people who suffer from the fear of rejection, it's kind of weird to think that God could reject someone because the Bible says that God is love and that is who he is. Can a person have that fear of rejection or how is that expressed? So I, I do think, you know, people can have that fear mm-hmm. uh, because they can get caught up in, in the world. They can lose sight of that God died for everybody, right? And, mm-hmm. and some people, you know, think that it's about good works. It's, it's not about, uh, they, lose, they lose the sight that it's Jesus that is accepts them, right? That through Jesus' sacrifice, that is how they become acceptable to Christ. And they think, I have to do all these good things. I have to work my way mm-hmm. and do all these good things. And I can't do bad things or, or else I will get. So they overcompensate. Them. They overcompensate because they, they have can, a, yes. they have a deep, they have a deep fear because that's really profound because I've, I've met people who love the Lord and they're in the church and stuff, but they overcompensate. They overcompensate. They would be, as they would say, a legalistic kind of person uh, yes. that they over like, you know, they're very sticklers for the law and it can appear that, you know, they're really serving God, but deep down they actually have a fear of rejection and it comes from the instances that we have with man that we think God is the same way that he expects us to be perfect because I think there's a misconception with God because people think, okay, and it, and it, and it is true because you kind of think, okay, is God the loving God or he's the one that's going to throw you to hell or this kind of, you know, right, this right. kind of, this yeah, this, this kind of like imbalance that people find, but God is a God that loves his children and he wants you to be a pure heart or a perfect heart towards him. Yes, I agree. So God is a stickler for the rules or how should I say it? God wants you to not sin. God wants you not to sin, but I think he knows we're not perfect, and he made allowances for this by sending Jesus. Mm -hmm. And those of us who accept Jesus, we're forgiven. The slate Mm -hmm. is washed clean for all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nevertheless, as a believer, we still strive for being Jesus. We're never going to make it, and that's okay. I think that's okay. We're never going to be perfect. No, we're never going to be 100% perfect, but I think the the objective is to move. To move forward and make yeah. progress towards that. Yeah, and so people who overcompensate, I think they, yes, they might seem like they're doing what's right, but they're not enjoying the relationship that's offered with God. No. They're doing it out of fear. You know doing what I'm saying? Doing it out of fear. Right, right. I, I've heard this. Right. So this is where the, the believer who you know thinks this way they are doing this out of obligations. It's not out of a glad heart. There's no joy in this. This is just like, oh, I have to do mm-hmm. this. If I want to go to heaven, I, I got to make sure I do X, Y, Z. And the other thing, tithe on time. I got to, you know, be nice to people. I, mm-hmm. I got to go to church every week. I got to pray every night. I got to read my Bible. And it just becomes mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, I heard one analogy put it as it's like a juggling act. It's yeah. like you're trying to do this. You're trying to do this. You're trying to make sure you pay your tithes, that you pay um, your offering, that you you know pray the Spirit, and that you fast, and that you read the Bible three times a day. Like it's like a juggling act, and but enough will never be enough. Right. That's why that's the great news about um, the gospel of Jesus is that Jesus has made it that we are now accepted in Him. That because of the work He did, we are now acceptable, and it makes you free to enjoy your relationship with God. But there is a balance that has to be set as Two, you can't you can't live your life knowing, oh, God will forgive me through Christ, but then keep sinning. Right. Purposely. And, and then I wonder if you even have a relationship True. to begin with. But you're right. You're right. But it, so here's what I think. So uh, when you're walking with God genuinely, like, I don't think it becomes obligations to, to follow what he says. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, when you're 
in a relationship with somebody, you want to make mm-hmm. them happy. You want to please them, right? You want to have harmony with them. And so you will do these things to lead to that out of your own glad heart. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's an obligation to do as God commands but, if we're really walking with him. Exactly. You know, like you and I have a good relationship. And I know one of the things about you is you don't like people to drink alcohol around you. That's one thing that you've always been adamant about because you don't like to be around it. And let's just say, because I have my my care for you, my love for you as a brother, I'm not going to put you in a situation that has that around you. I'm going to obey the kind of rules you set forward. And the same thing is with God. He's like a parent that has his rules that he wants in relationship with him, his standard, if you want a relationship with him. And because you love him and because you have a great relationship with him, you will just automatically do those things. Yeah. You automatically do those things. And I think so much, so much time people put pressure in obeying all the laws and stuff right away. As a new believer, just take your time in learning about him and enjoying the relationship. And as you grow in him, you will automatically start doing the things that are right. right. Not paying, And not so much always paying attention to what I'm not doing. Why don't you just focus on just learning about him and learning about his ways. And so that way it will become easier for you and more natural for you to obey him. And we're talking about the fear of rejection because people, people react to rejection or they try to avoid that feeling of rejection out of fear in many different ways. And one of the ways that, like we said, that people do it in their fear of rejection with God is that they overcompensate and then you have the ones who just stay away completely. Yeah. So what is your? What would you say for the? We already kind of talked about the people who overcompensate. What would you say about the people who stay away completely? Uh, I would say that God is not willing for anyone to perish. That He mm-hmm. loves you. He He doesn't reject people. Mm-hmm. Those who really are willing to to come to Him to be humbled before Him, those who seek Him out, He does not reject them. He he pursues them. In fact, you know, I one of the my favorite parables. I used to say my favorite parable was the parable of the rock, but I've since changed it to the prodigal son. And I'll say it this way because most people think about the prodigal son and they think it's mainly focused on the one who left, right? The son who left. To me, that's not. It's not about that. To me, it's about the father. It's focusing on the father because in this in Luke, the version in Luke. Um, the scriptures that are around it, Jesus was talking about if a person lost a sheep or if a person lost a coin, and this is just property. And then it goes to the story of the parable about the prodigal son, and it talks about the father. The father is representing God, and the sons are representing the are representing the um, us, us, yeah, us, us human human beings. You have the ones who are already in church, which is the elder son, and the prodigal son, the one who left home, is the ones for like the unbelievers who might not be saved at the moment. Right. And so, what I love about the story is focusing on the father is how the father reacted when the son came home. When the son came home, he did not reject them. Now, to know the background of the story, the son asked for his inheritance while his father was still alive. So basically, he told the father, "Like, I wish you were dead, so give me what is mine." And so with the money that his father worked hard to have, he squandered it and wasted it. Partied it up. Partied it up, lived it up, YOLO'd it, and did all this stuff. And then he's just ruined his reputation. Yeah. He probably ruined his father's reputation because he was he represented his father and all this stuff. But when the father saw him, he ran to him and he loved him. He didn't he didn't reject him or anything and say, No, you've done too much harm to me or anything like that, or you know, I don't want to see you anymore. He didn't do anything like that. The father re- 
received him into his own and held a celebration for and his held return. a celebration for him and then those who criticized and this is also the also thing that i just realized those who criticized the younger brother for coming home which was his own elder brother who criticized him god still stood behind the younger brother yes so god is on your side even though you did wrong even though you've done whatever god is still loving and stuff so i don't need to have that fear of rejection and the bible even says how much more will god show and do these good things for us who love in him and all that kind of stuff so it's important to know that god is not a god who wants to reject people that's not his goal <laughs> oh and, and that story actually you put it very well that was a very good uh explanation of the acceptance of god mm -hmm. i thought so if god you know is going to accept embrace a person's loss but give a party for them mm -hmm. i mean how much does that say that he he loves people in this audience who maybe think this worry about this mm -hmm. i mean so i want to speak directly to them now the lord will always receive you mm -hmm. and, it, and then the bible says when he does the angels celebrate mm -hmm. about this so it it's you are never going to be rejected by God as long as you still have breath in your lungs. Mm -hmm. And think about it. And what I love about this story is it wasn't a story. Most people think that their relationship with God is like master servant. And that wasn't the relationship that Jesus described. He described a family relationship. Here it is, this father, his son was lost. And what I loved about it is, you know, I thought about why didn't the father go and get the son? And then it hit me. The, guy, the father couldn't go get the son because he wanted the son to come home on his own free will. Yes. He loved him that much that he said, I want you to come home on your own free will. And so the son came home on his own free will. And then when he did that, God had nothing but acceptance for him. And so what I loved about it also, I just love this parable. I just keep saying I loved about it. But a point to focus in was the son came home and he said, I just want to be a servant. I just want to be a servant. But that wasn't the position he was supposed to have. God said, no, you're going to get the best robe and you're going to get a ring on your finger to represent authority in my presence. And he said, you're going to reclaim your position as my child. You're not coming back to as a servant that's below. You're going to be my child. And it's a complete reconciliation. Yeah, it was a complete reconciliation. And that represents how God views people coming to him. And then to me, it kind of brings a tear to my eye. I can only imagine how God feels knowing all the, you know, people not having a relationship with him and that God just wants people to come home. Yeah, so people who deal with the fear of rejection, I hope people know that in order to deal with the fear of rejection that they might think that God has towards them or fearing a rejection from God, that you understand that God is a loving God and that he He understands where you are and he loves you. And no matter where you are in life, he is willing to accept you no matter what you've done in your life and stuff. And then those who are in the, or in the body of Christ who think if they don't keep all these rules, God is not going to accept them. God already accepts you, already accepted you. Like with the elder brother, the elder brother was hard worker. He even said, I've done all these things for you all these years and you didn't do anything for me. And he said, you were always with me. You were always with me. You had access to everything. So those in the Christ, those who are in Christ, you were already accepted. The Bible says that we are, we are already accepted in the beloved. So you don't need to overcompensate. You're already accepted. So just enjoy your relationship with Christ.
I think that wraps that up nicely. Does it? Did I dare wrap it up? I feel I like I went on so. a real tirade. But... So we, uh, I think that wraps up that very well. So, so let's just uh, summarize that really quickly. Mm-hmm. Though. So in dealing with fear of rejection coming from a man, from man, you have to realize you are an intentional creation of God. He mm-hmm. created you in his own image. You have value. You have self-worth. It is not other people who should dictate that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have all of that from God himself. He mm-hmm. created you after himself. And that is a very uh, powerful thought, I think. Uh, in dealing with fear of rejection from God, you realize that the acceptance from him is achieved through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, he died for us. Mm-hmm. We accept him. Talk about it. We talked about the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. It was a very, a, a very good a, a illustration of this. Uh, he loves both people. He loves people who who wander off and come back, mm-hmm. and he loves those who follow him for all the their days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there is no reason to be afraid of rejection from God. It is important to take these tools and realize that receiving this knowledge, it will change the way you act and the way you approach life in different situations and stuff you know we're not just throwing random facts these are truths that will help that we hope will help the believer in gaining confidence as they walk their everyday life you know the bible says that as a man thinks in his heart so is he so if you think right you will act right and you will experience the wonderful life that god has for you so in changing this is this is is the point of having these discussions is kind of like how do i change my thought process on dealing with this situation i'm feeling this fear of being rejected all the time i feel like i'm afraid of man's going to reject me and i'm afraid that god's going to reject me so i'm going to take these tools and implement them in my life so i am walking in freedom from fear yeah we cannot live our life paralyzed by fears of rejection we could miss out on the good god has for us Mm -hmm. Uh, as you said you know how we are in our heart is how we are and uh, I think that when you realize God accepts you, mm-hmm. when you realize that your self-worth comes from him and it's not from other men, mm-hmm. you can be more optimistic, you can be more positive, mm-hmm. you can feel more confident in yourself. And I always love, you know, when we talk about fear, I always throw this <laughs> out here, Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? So I mean, it's true. And so I think the foundation of Dealing with your fear of rejection from man, if you know that God doesn't reject you, it doesn't really matter what man thinks. Agreed. It really doesn't matter what man thinks, because we saw in the parable with the prodigal son, the older brother was rejecting the younger brother, because he felt like he was not worth anything. But God checked him and said, no, we are going to celebrate, because he's home and he's welcomed here. And at the same time, we're going to celebrate him being here. He was basically, the father said, we're going to have a party, and whether you're there or not, doesn't matter. I'm going to celebrate. Because God was happy that his son was home. Yeah. So we've discussed today the fear of rejection. I hope our audience enjoyed listening to the Paradigm Switch, where we hope that discussing our lives and different situations we have will encourage you to change your way of thinking to God's way of thinking in order to experience the great kingdom that God has for us. Um, the Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And this knowledge that Alex and I are throwing out, let's reverse it. The reverse of that scripture is my people prosper for an abundance of knowledge. So this great knowledge that Alex and I are just discussing and that you might be learning, you're going to be walking towards that abundant life 
that God has for you. So together, we're going to grow in the knowledge and live the life that Christ died to have for us. Don't forget to subscribe to our other platforms and to like us on our social media pages. And so stay tuned for our next episode where we will be discussing who is the bravest person in the Bible. Stay tuned.